Hi everyone, I'm Zen, your astrologer, and welcome to your horoscope for the week of June 21st, 2021. We have a really powerful sky playing out all throughout the week. A week where we are definitely going to be experiencing the shifting of energies on so very many levels. Certain energy shifts are definitely going to feel more subtle, more of a psychological nuance than anything else, but there are other energy shifts which are going to feel really intense and in a quite physical way as well. Maybe we are going to be called to shift our focus, our attention on another part of our lives, on another subject. We might also experience an inner calling where something inside of us, our inner voice, our higher self, so to speak, is kind of urging us to draw conclusions about this Mercury retrograde season, but at the same time also about everything that has shifted, changed, transformed our lives ever since the beginning of the year. It is without a doubt for all of us in our own individual and unique ways of experiencing this that the world outside society, the political system, the social climate, everything in life basically, externally speaking, changed and transformed in a very significant way. And it is now when we are invited to process, not necessarily just intellectually, but also deeply emotionally, what this means for us personally. How do we fit in this new climate this new transformation of normality even though it's not stable yet it is quite chaotic it holds a lot of surprises and at the same time the only thing we can anticipate expect for certain and that is exactly the uncertainty the instability the, cha the chaotic nature of all of this so perhaps something that is stable today might be totally different tomorrow. And this is basically part of the picture, part of the year 2021, and basically part of the whole transit of Uranus in the sign of Taurus, which will complete until 2026. So we can expect everything that basically gives us a sense of stability, groundedness, structure, reliability, commitment, regardless if that is, you know, something external or if it is our own commitment, our own ability to make a promise and keep it, work towards it, fulfill it. Nothing is really set in stone yet. May it be external or internal, feelings change quite a lot, quite dramatically, quite abruptly especially next week because we have a Venus and Pluto opposition. So that means a change of heart, a change of feelings, love that once was there and fueled us in one area of life or maybe in more, all of a sudden is gone or the intensity of love, of passion, of a sense of belonging is not there anymore. But I'll speak more about this aspect later on in the horoscope because the very beginning of the week is marked by a rather important energy shift 
of course one which takes place every single year. It is the time of the summer solstice and at the same time the sun just freshly moved out of the sign of Gemini into the sign of Cancer. So I would like to wish a very happy birthday period for all of the Cancer natives. And as I said, even though this energy shift takes place every single year, this year it might feel a little bit hyper-emotional if this is an acceptable term, because both Jupiter and Neptune at the time of the Sun entering into the sign of Cancer are going to be stationary both at the same time as standing still in the sky where their symbolism is greatly amplified. Now Jupiter is only going to stand still until the 24th of the month when it goes officially retrograde while Neptune is going to be standing still in the sky until the 29th of June when it goes retrograde and the Neptune retrograde season is going to last until the 2nd of December, so quite a long time. While the Jupiter retrograde is going to last until the 18th of October. But like with any retrograde season, the moment when it matters the most is perhaps when the planets stand still in the sky and prepare to go either retrograde or direct. So a lot of emphasis is going to be placed on the sign of Pisces because this is where both Jupiter and Neptune are and they're also co-rulers of this sign making this part of the sky extremely intense at the time at the very beginning of the week. So Pisces rules the unconscious, the world of dreams, spirituality, unconditional love, the past, especially the distant past, especially how the past is stored within our memory, within our psyche, and it's also past lives. So we might experience a very intense psychological period when we reenact memories from the past. Of course, at this time, all throughout the week, we can expect certain karmic completions, especially regarding things, people, events, which took place in the more distant past and had a massive impact on us. This can include family matters, for example, everything that went on within a family, old relationships, old marriages, old friendships. But of course, it can be anything of any nature, as long as it left a very powerful psychological imprint on you. And for some people, this reenactment of whatever took place in the past, because it can very well be a karmic cycle, a karmic theme, let's say a karmic challenge or a moment of karmic tension, just returns in our lives. And this is where everyone knows their own life story. So everyone, at least intuitively, can just anticipate what their karmic challenge, what their weakness, what their big lesson in life is. So they kind of can feel the main theme that is gonna recur in their lives even though no one knows exactly how it's gonna play out, in which way, with whom or what kind of 
external elements, but what we can strongly feel is that this karmic tension, if we can call it like that, is gonna create a moment of confrontation when we are confronted with the same pattern, with the same theme recurring, and based on who it is that we are today, in the now, in the present, we have to react to it. If for some people it can represent making choices under the same circumstances once again, and they have to embody their wisdom, their diligence, everything that they have learned. For other people, they might have to take an action or not to take action. And this is where their self-discipline might be tested. It might be challenged, so to speak. Or how much they worked on their fears, whatever they dislike in their lives. As in how will they cope when another moment like that returns. But of course, this doesn't have to be necessarily challenged. It can be a lot of beautiful and uplifting gestures or an uplifting, helpful karmic pattern returning in your life. For example, for some people, exactly when they are stuck the most, someone or something just pops up and bails them out or gives them the hint, the right idea, the encouragement, a kind gesture, a let's say, a, a gesture of generosity, a gesture of compassion, empathy, etc. All of this have to do with the sign of Pisces as well. And what makes this beginning of the week even more psychologically intense is that we also have a grand water trine in the sky where Neptune trines the moon in Scorpio, the moon trines Venus in Cancer, and Neptune trines Venus in Cancer as well, so it connects, it forms a grand uh, water trine. And this can really be a beautiful energy, because even if this plays out as, let's say, a recurring karmic theme, enlivening the past, something that resurfaces once again, how we react to it, how we solve it, how we confront with it, can actually reflect how well we are doing right now, how strong we are, how self-disciplined, wise, diligent we are, that we truly embrace a profound self-knowledge, if this makes sense. And because we know ourselves, we can basically anticipate the situation. So this can very well be like not just passing a karmic exam, but basically excelling at it, showing true inner spiritual, emotional, psychological mastery. And for other people, it can actually be, or at least lead to a favorable resolution to something that they're struggling with, especially if their struggles are karmic in nature. As in one of your weaknesses, a situation in life which you cannot overcome because that is your specific karmic obstacle so of course you struggle with it and of course you feel like you don't have any tools available neither internally or externally as skills or something that you had to learn in order to cope with it so this might be a really positive aspect which either just inspires you or sends someone your way or it kind of shows you the way how to get out of the situation or solve the problem. Or it can actually be like instant good karma as well. Because once you 
excel at a karmic challenge, so to speak, the reward for that can enter your life in a second. Now, on the other hand, such a very powerful water energy, and by this I do mean both Neptune and Jupiter being stationary in Pisces at the same time. Well, in a physical world, this can mean floods, this can mean extreme weather phenomenon where the excessive water is the predominant element. And we can see this playing out all throughout in the world. And another nuance of this energy which can play out physically in the world as well. Well, both Neptune and Jupiter, especially when they're extremely amplified like now, have dissolving qualities. That is one of the expressions of the ruling planets of Pisces in their home sign. They can dissolve, they can basically dilute everything that they touch. So we might see the corrosive power of water. For example, in my culture, just very, very recently, this played out as a really beautiful, idyllic, um, magical waterfall collapsing because this is the corrosive power of water. It withstood it for hundreds of years, but ultimately this is the fate of every natural beauty, let's say, over the course of time due to water or any other elements. Well, they change, they transform, they turn into something else over the course of time. It was just the moment, the timing, that in all of the hundreds of years, that day was the day when this had to take place. So we might experiencing the landscape changing due to water in other parts of the world as well. But probably the biggest blessing in this is if this occurs in a psychological way, because, you know, this very strong Jupiter and Neptune can all of a sudden erase, can, you know, dissolve traumas, bad memories, feelings, psychological blockages. Maybe not, you know, purely as if by magic, without any kind of contribution from us personally. It might need us to be an active player if this is the theme playing out in our lives, but it does mean a lot of guidance and that our inner voice, our intuition, everything which symbolizes Pisces is greatly activated and is leading us there. It can basically happen either unconsciously in a, a dream, in a very strong vision or altered state that we might be just going through when we sleep. But it can simply happen in a fully conscious state where just something, a memory, a smell, a touch, anything that triggers nostalgia or sends us back in our pasts can guide us to, like perhaps an unconscious blockage which we weren't even aware. Not really that we had it because we knew that we are blocked in some way, but we might not have ever suspected that it was that specific moment, that specific event, that specific memory. So this does have a lot of potential there for psychological purification, where perhaps this time it's the most pleasant energy, not necessarily the painful purge, 
the doom and gloom, the memory recurring to torture us, etc. This may play out in a very, very positive way, quite surprisingly and delightfully, where maybe it is another person or just something that takes place inside of us guides us to the resolution to getting rid of and dissolving, basically, whatever is blocking us. And at the same time, Mercury standing still in the sky, preparing to go direct, so to end its retrograde season, also helps a great deal. Because, you know, Mercury as well, when it's stationary, its symbolism is greatly amplified. It's in its ruling sign of Gemini. So the intellect, rationality, the way intelligence can solve down-to-earth real-life problems through communication, through words through you know a mindset a specific modus operandi so this energy is really really good to make us that much more inventive creative so that the light of our intellect the light of our consciousness our mental sphere basically just cooperates in a very intense way with the other parts of our being in order to reach a state of greater clarity, because this is also the main theme of this Mercury retrograde season, especially in its ruling sign of Gemini. Just think about it. The big picture is not just the small details, all of the problems that we need to solve, all of the complicated relationships, all the complicated social connections that we might have in our lives and need and they need us to be present to deal with them to solve them but it's also about our identity who it is that we are yes a part of who we are is based on the past on our education on our conditioning on everything that we have picked up from you know life experience we learn from other people we learn from school university etc that is also part of the ego that is also part of who it is that we are but all of that the conditioned self so to speak should not be the dominant factor which guides us which leads us which helps us make our choices and decisions in life it should be the core the primordial self who it is that we are on a soul level and what, basically, life purpose we incarnated in this life into to solve, to enact, to take part in, to basically try our very best and hardest to integrate into our, basically, soul matrix because that is the essence of an incarnation of a lifetime. The lessons and everything that happened to us, everything that we have learned is integrated into the very core of who it is that we are, even from a divine perspective. So basically, this was the big picture of this Mercury retrograde season, is for us to try and embody our authenticity, if this makes sense. And authenticity can only be valid, so to speak, if the mind and the heart meet and basically are in harmony with each other if the primordial self and the conditioned self also handshake and become really good bedfellows and this was where the most 
painful part of this Mercury Retrograde season comes into play, which in some cases is more important than all the clarity and every, the nitty-gritty that we basically had one way or another to perform on ourselves. Well, everything that doesn't resonate with us, everything that we are not, or everything that no longer serves our being, our purpose, this incarnation has to be released and eliminated. And this was the spicing because Mercury held a conversation of tension and also the sun in Gemini, especially early last week. So that was to reflect all of our illusions, all of our delusions, everything that we are not and everything that is only a question, only a matter of what we choose to believe, what we choose to accept in our lives. So this also, you know, even if it's painful, it gives our powers back because we can choose to block out, eliminate, filter everything that should not be in our lives or should not have too much power over us. And the fact that the stationary Mercury holds a conversation of supreme harmony, a trine with Saturn from fellow air sign Aquarius. Well, this is a really strong, grounded, rational, you know, down-to-earth uh, intellectual energy, which grounds us and basically which helps us stay in a permanent state of reality check when we're perfectly aware intellectually, mentally, of whatever is going on in external reality, what choices we have in external reality, what is probable and what is not. And this basically comes as a massive saving grace so that the water trine at the beginning of the week doesn't send us into, you know, spiritual highs, which are not always the best idea, which are basically not always a very healthy energy and even a mindset. When spirituality is a little bit excessive, when it enters into the domains of fantasy or more wishful thinking or it might give us an excessive optimism which might be based on truth naturally but you know, a truth is not 100% to manifest in outer reality, especially when conditions and the climate is extremely chaotic. So these two energies balance each other out and they keep us in a very healthy state of faith, belief, very healthy optimism, looking at the full side of the glass, but in a realistic way. So they won't allow us to go all the way up high to the clouds and stay there and then suddenly fall when reality bites us. And of course, all of this energy and everything that is still going to take place next week as well is under the Saturn-Uranus square, which is going to be even more active than it was ever before because a new planet Mars, extremely strong, extremely fiery, assertive and passionate in the sign of Leo, is joining this square. So this square actually turns into a T-square. So the tension, the conflict, 
the chaos is gonna be in full swing, but I'll speak about that a little bit later in the horoscope. Because the highlight of this week's astrological show is without a doubt the full moon taking place in the sign of Capricorn on the 24th of June 2021. Now the full moon itself holds really beautiful and quite magical aspect. So it's inspired, almost guided by the spirit if this makes sense. Yet it might have a totally different expression tied to it, not necessarily because of the full moon itself, but because of other aspects taking place in the sky simultaneously. And what makes it so tense, so very delicate? Well, even if the full moon karmically is something fantastic, wonderful, it always represents a culmination of the lunar cycle. So it can be a closure, a termination, an elimination, a completion, harvesting the fruits of your labor, especially in the sign of Capricorn, because that is what Capricorn is all about, manifestation, something that we have planted and worked on, sacrificed for, can all of a sudden grow, it can bloom, it can bear fruits. And of course, this is perfectly valid spiritually, psychologically, in any way as well, because Capricorn is the sign of manifestation, and its ruling planet, Saturn, holds a trine with this Mercury, so that kind of represents past efforts, past communication, agreements, etc. So everything that we may have done in the past, that can, at this time, pop up in our lives and bear fruits, or show signs of completion, but at the same time, regardless of where, which sign, which part of the sky, any full moon takes place in, well, it still pulls on our feelings, it really awakens our emotions to life in a very intense way. You know, the word lunatic, does source from people, even from the most ancient of times, observing that whenever there is a full moon, people who have imbalances, either psychologically, emotionally, etc., do tend to be extremely active at this time. So, you know, even though the full moon is spiritually inspired and it's really positive in itself, if we add to it that at this time there is a T-square between Uranus and Saturn and then Uranus and Mars and Pluto is squared by Eris in the sign of Aries still and the cherry on top is Venus opposing Pluto and when a planet, especially a personal planet like Venus, when it holds an opposition to Pluto Pluto kind of drains the power of that planet. And Venus, especially in the sign of Cancer, is all about love. It is all about the sense of belonging. Unity, compassion, unconditional love, parental love, for example, because Cancer is the sign of family, the sign of motherhood. And regardless of where this is placed in your personal chart, 
Venus in Cancer is also the expression of pleasure, especially when that pleasure appeals emotionally. So an opposition to Pluto is gonna make energies extremely tense. And Mars in Leo makes sure that we are as irritable, as assertive, as courageous, as brave, as self-expressive as possible. So, you know, regarding the world stage, how events are likely to play out in the world, in the international community, perhaps, chaos is going to be in full swing because any full moon also means revelation, something coming to daylight, uh, the light of truth being projected on something. So, there is definitely revelations, disclosures especially about power, who holds the power, who holds the riches, who holds the money, and what they do with it is gonna be a topic very passionately debated, if this makes sense. So people will kind of naturally take to the streets, demand their rights, demand truth, demand freedom, demand equality. And this time things can get extremely tensionate, assertive, because that Mars in Leo is heated warrior energy, who is able to take any risk necessary, so that is also part of this larger Mars in Leo season. And if we add Uranus to the picture, while well, Uranus is the rebel, it is chaos, it is instability, it is unexpected twists and turn of events, which sometimes, especially under a sky like this with Mars and Leo, are just due to a feeling to something that we perceive emotionally or something that takes place inside of our emotional center, so to speak, Mars and Leo again. So sometimes the eruptive qualities of Uranus can just surface from the actions, choices, or self-expression of someone. And at the same time, Mars opposes Saturn in Aquarius. So if Saturn is the greater malefic planet of malevolence, according to the ancients, Mars is the lower one. And whenever these two are in tension, well, two opposing sides usually clash. Saturn in Aquarius is the old normality, the old structures, the very pylons, the very support columns holding society together, may they represent surely an ideological element and not necessarily something physical, but you know, Saturn always has physical things attached to it as well, so it can very well be resources, it can very well be legislation, law and order, Anything that has to do with law enforcement, anything that has to do with military action, with the assertive power of the state, the assertive power of leaders. And when there is a strong opposition, when, you know, masses of people contest it, there is always going to be tension. So this tension at this time next week can also play out on the international stage where it's not just people battling, opposing, uh, resisting the ways of a country, but it can also be where two different countries 
symbolically speaking clash either legally but this is where it can also represent this clash quite physically as well and you know Mars in the sign of Leo is very strong fire energy so this can also represent explosions this can also represent really desperate gestures from certain people it can also represent like bombs explosives and naturally unusual weather phenomenon due to Uranus in the sign of Taurus so earthquake volcanic activity seismic activity so you know the big picture is that one way or another may it be personally or may it be in external reality you know for example the international community there is gonna be a lot of chaos a lot of battles a lot of heated arguments out there and naturally economically as well because Venus is currency Pluto is transformation so we might expect an extreme economic instability where something which is regarded as very valuable right now in the present unexpectedly just crashes unexpectedly falls and something else rises to power like Pluto in Capricorn can also represent fuel, oil, it can also represent mining operations where we extract riches from the earth. Now that side of the market is gonna suffer very intense changes, um, disruptions perhaps, maybe the prices are gonna skyrocket or for some prices are gonna drop. And what's also extremely special about this full moon is that at the time of the full moon, Jupiter, you know, it stood still in the sky until the 24th and that is the moment when it goes retrograde and Mercury goes direct at the same time. So this is also a really powerful energy shift. Because of that Mercury going direct, well, chances are regardless of what this full moon uh, brings in our lives personally it is still leading us to the greater conclusion to clarity to figure ourselves our lives out to know what the external changes mean for us personally what it is that we have to do to adapt and of course protect ourselves and act rationally intelligently diligently in such a way that we can simply minimize the external chaos as much as we can for it not to impact our lives or at least not to impact it negatively. You know, like always within any chaotic situation, there is a small number of people who see it as an opportunity and it actually makes them grow. And this energy of Mercury in Gemini actually teaches all of us how to do that because Gemini is one of the most opportunistic and the most adaptable signs out there. You know, Gemini usually governs the hands as well. And a metaphor how I sometimes see this energy of Gemini play out. This is where we might have, you know, like psychological praying mantis arms, if this makes sense. And when an opportunity arises quickly, unexpectedly, just like the praying mantis, we can strike in a nanosecond and just grab hold of that opportunity 
and not let it go. But of course, in order for us to do this, we have to be really, really trained to just act in a nanosecond when the conditions are ideal and perfect. Now, just on its own, without the other influences, this full moon is really positive. It holds the moon in Capricorn holds the sextile with Jupiter. And the sun in the sign of Cancer holds a trine with Jupiter. So this can be surprises, delights, moments of pleasure, sources of pleasure surfacing from the past. Maybe it can be a karmic completion, a karmic gift, which guides us to pleasure, to completion, to prosperity. Jupiter is the planet of expansion, so it expands everything it touches. It can very well mean prosperity, generosity from someone. It can mean a lucky event which leads us to a karmic completion, for example. It can also be harvesting the fruits of our labor. Maybe if this might not be possible, technically speaking, maybe our labor was charitable, maybe it was like a gesture of compassion where we unconditionally helped someone or helped a group of people, or it can simply be charity work of any kind. Well, this may not reflect, you know, quite physically speaking, because it was charity after all, but it might reflect karmically where something really positive, really beneficial, mirroring that which we have done ourselves, just enters our lives. It really, really depends on where three degrees of Capricorn fall into your own personal chart, and if you might have any planets or important astrological power players at that degree. It can also be like information, truth, clarity. As I said, Mercury going direct. We might get what we need, an info, an intervention from another person, or simply good karma to solve that which needs resolution urgently. As I said, Jupiter in Pisces dissolves as well, and there is no reason why it shouldn't dissolve problems, obstacles. Help us get out from outdated, basically, karmic patterns. It can also just karmically remove certain burdens off of our shoulders. So it can be really positive and uplifting, and as I said, guiding us to clarity, personally speaking. But of course, you know, this is where the karmic forces might also require us to confront with something really, really unpleasant, because as I said, Venus opposes Pluto. So that might represent that something that we used to love or be emotionally truly motivated by all of a sudden ceases to exist or the love is not there anymore. This is also the energy of truth, where we might ask ourselves, do we love something, someone, a situation, a job, an activity, a hobby, a person, a family member, a situation, something that we are doing? Do we love that out of like pure love? Or is the love actually just a disguise because we profit from it somehow? 
Or maybe it makes us feel powerful, it makes us feel in control, and that's why we love it. But if we take that away, the love is no longer there. So this might be an extremely tough reality check for some of us, when it is actually our own emotions, our own love, our own passion or magnetism, which is no longer there. So we need to be confronted with any situation like this, may it be in matters of love, partnership, or in any other area of our lives. You know, when the love is no longer there, well, then that area of life transforms, and this is Pluto, the transformation, the elimination. But at the same time, this is where, if you're single and don't even intend to have a relationship commitment, a partnership in your life, under this Venus opposing Pluto, maybe you will reach a totally different kind of truth, where you would like this very much in your life, and maybe the inner forces which motivate you not to have it in your life are due to certain fears, are due to certain wounds. Maybe you might not want to allow another person to have control over you, to have control over your freedom, over your independence, etc. So all of these are going to be like issues raised under this energy and we have to process them, think about them, see how we feel, what emotions are there, what emotions are no longer there. So, you know, this is a rather delicate energy, but which guides us and leads us to truth ultimately. Even if this is a compromise where we just have to accept that we no longer have emotions for a person, an activity or anything, because it gives us power, security, control, whatever, we still might accept it and this is one of our truths and ultimately, as I said, Mercury going direct, we need to be aware of this. Neptune also trines Venus, so it's not like Venus is totally taken out of equation, because Neptune is the higher octave of Venus, so that is a lot of emotional power, that is a lot of spirit activity. And if we combine it with the theme of the full moon, well, either whatever secrets comes out, maybe someone betrayed you, infidelity, or maybe you are confronted with your own brute, honest, totally authentic feelings, whatever that may be. Regardless of how this plays out, it is still meant to help you, guide you, show you your truth. May that be positive or not so positive. This is where you also have to live with yourself. If your love, something that was extremely strong and passionate, maybe just a week ago, is no longer there, then it is something you have to accept and not feel guilty about. No one can control love. And maybe this is the biggest lesson of this Pluto opposing Venus, an aspect which does happen every single year. But this year Venus also has a trine from Neptune. So even if it may feel a little bit disempowering or maybe the truth of your own feelings is a little bit too much to process, it is still divinely inspired. So there is a method in that madness. And of course, at the same time, as I said earlier, we have Sun trying Jupiter. So it really, really helps us to shed light on the past, 
to eliminate and dissolve the grip of the past and prepare ourselves to head towards our futures from an emotionally, psychologically and of course spiritually, karmically immaculate state where the past is the past, we solved it, we learned the conclusions, we dissected it, we understand it. So now we can ready ourselves to be immersed in this present where we're actually building our futures. So, you know, this is the main theme of 2021 where the present, yes, it is about the present moment and living it, but it's also extremely future oriented because all of us, without any exception, are building something, constructing something. Our lives and futures depend on it. So the future is an integrate part of the present, if this makes sense. And of course, Venus is changing signs at the very end of the week, where on the 27th, she leaves the sign of Cancer and joins Mars in the sign of Leo. This is also where later on in July, Venus and Mars meet in the sky in a conjunction, thus opening the cycle of the next two years regarding the nature of relationships, love, romance, passions, everything that we basically love. And it will have a very, very heart-oriented way of expression because it is Leo after all, Leo energy. And this will be like a very strong contradiction to the Venus-Mars cycle that we have been experiencing until that moment, where this last uh, Mars-Venus cycle took place in the sign of Virgo. So that wasn't all about the heart, that wasn't all about feelings, passion, magnetism, attractions. It was much more about safety, solid commitment, if this makes sense, serving the physical, material, intellectual, problem-solving needs of the couple, or at least one person in the couple. So this was almost like a strategic alliance, much more than the very romantic kind of relationships. So this will really change the theme, and even how the energies flow within a couple. It is gonna be much more passion, romance, like true heated love based than just the strategic alliance. So this will really change the landscape. But of course, I'll talk about this later on in July. But for now, Venus entering the sign of Leo, well, this usually awakens the inner adventurer the inner child as well, where we might find ourselves needing to be at the center of our own worlds, at the center of our own universes, where we either have to focus on the needs of our inner child, who really, really needs to have a little bit of fun, a little bit of excitedness, spirit of adventure in life, whatever that means to each person individually. Or, of course, we have to give the Caesar what rightfully belongs to the Caesar, where the Caesar symbolically is the self. Yes, that means much more the ego than any other part of the self. 
but our human identities, our self-expression is extremely important in this incarnation, in this day and age. So it is something that all of us do find quite nurturing, quite strengthening and empowering. For example, a moment when we take a vacation and on that vacation we delight all of our senses, we take moments of rest, we indulge in life's pleasures. All of this is truly part of the picture. Of course, there are some not so favorable expressions with Venus in Leo, where she really likes to get into extremes. So if this means aesthetics like changing hair color, a totally different haircut, a style makeover, wardrobe change, etc. Yes, of course, it is good to try new things and, you know, to experiment with style, colors, etc. But be sure not to do something irreversible because chances are you might feel totally differently after Venus leaves Leo and that goes for everything. May it be investments, purchases, an object, especially a luxurious object, a tool, a car, a electro whatever it is that you strongly desire. Be careful what investment you make because you might feel different when Venus exits the sign of Leo. So don't overdo it. Don't get into excesses. May, it, may that be ex excessive spending, excessive involvement, immersion into anything. May it be romance. May it be anything that has to do with pleasure. Or, of course, change of style or changing in a very drastical way something about your self-expression looks of course are number one on this list yet it is still a breath of fresh air from Venus opposing Pluto so chances are you know we need this new this exciting this pleasurable and pleasure oriented energy in our lives because that Venus opposing Pluto, while she still is in the sign of Cancer and erratic as well, that might be a little bit way too much for us emotionally, regardless of where and in which area of life it takes place. So this Venus entering Leo is like gonna feel like enough of the past, also enough of the future. Let's just live life a little bit, immerse into the present, into life, especially pleasures, especially that which makes us feel alive and active. Let's recharge our batteries with whatever we can, and then we can basically resume being immersed into building our futures. Well, this concludes this week's horoscope. I do hope that you enjoyed it and found it useful. If you'd like to support my work and donate, you can do so on the PayPal link in the description below. Thank you everyone for listening. Until next time, bye for now.